The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. You're welcome. Help me welcome a neighbor to your left or to your right. And you can be seated in God's presence. Glory, glory be to God. How has your day been? How has your week been? Somebody talk to me. Has God been good to you? Have you been enjoying the goodness of God? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Um, I want us to start a new teaching today. It's the first Wednesday in the month. And this is a very familiar theme. But I think it's very apt. I was just searching my heart. God, what would you like us to um, talk about this month? On, in the Sunday services, we're going to be teaching on the love of God. How we can walk victoriously and live victoriously um, by walking in the love of God. We're going to focus on that, um, particularly on Sundays. And what we want us to deal with um, during the midweek services on Wednesday, in a way, it's really a spin-off of that. And um, we are talking about God supplying. My God shall supply. God supplying for us and providing. When that um, word dropped in my heart, I, I mean, in a way, I looked at all that was going on um, in the country right now, particularly as we prepare for the elections. Even the presidential candidates are complaining that it is the plan of certain people that don't want them to win. That's why they are cutting off the fuel supply and the money supply, <laughs> the, the cash supply. And you drive in front of many ATM machines now, you will see long lines. You drive in front of petrol stations, you see long queues. And I, I feel it's very important for us believers that in a time of scarcity or in a time of shortage, we understand um, what Apostle Paul was teaching the Philippians here. That phrase, my God shall supply, I'm sure we're all familiar with it. It came from Philippians 4.19, where Apostle Paul declared that um, to the Philippian church. And he had a revelation. And I want to start from there tonight. He had a revelation about the supply that comes from God. Somebody say from God. The supply that comes from heaven, from God. And that's what believers must learn to walk in. Particularly in a time of famine or in a nation of ours where there's a lot of economic hardship going on, you've got to have this kind of mindset that Apostle Paul, not just Apostle Paul, many people that worked with God in Bible days and are working with God even today um, understand that God is their source. Not their nation, not their government, not even their job or their business. Hallelujah. God is my source. Can somebody declare that this evening? God is my source. 
I can't hear you. Shout it louder. God is my source. The loudest you can. One more time. Say, God is my source. Hallelujah. And I mean for everything. Everything, including for petrol. Now, when we say that, we are not saying that God is going to pour petrol from heaven. He can do that. <laughs> There's nothing impossible to God. He rained bread from heaven. As it were, well, manna, it fell from the sky. Whether it was, Jesus said it wasn't from heaven, but the bottom line is it came from the sky. For the children of Israel, he can do that. But God will operate in such a way in your life that your needs will be met. That's what Apostle Paul said here. Let's, let's read that text and then we'll pray and get into the message. Philippians 4.19, my, and my God shall supply. Let somebody declare, my God shall supply. Say it, my God. Hallelujah. Let's say it this way, my Father shall supply. We're going to get into that. Seeing God as a Father. And the truth is God is not an irresponsible Father. You have to be an irresponsible father to see your child in need. And particularly if you can meet the need and then not provide for that child. That's what Jesus said. Um, we are still going to pray, but let me just lay the foundation. And I see a number of people are coming in, so let's, let's, let's settle in. Jesus was teaching in Matthew 7, in Luke 11, ask, seek, and find that there's no child that will ask for an egg and the father will give him a stone or a scorpion. No child will ask for bread and the father will give him a stone. And that is, he now said, if you, being evil, earthly parents, can provide for your children how much more your father in heaven and that he will not hold back any good thing from you. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. And my God or oh my father shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we ask for revelation. Let us understand in deeper ways the true meaning of you being our source, you being our provider, you being the father that takes care of us. And Lord, I pray for everyone listening tonight um, that in whatever area of need, in their lives, whether it's spiritual, whether it's um, emotional or um, financial or material, whatever the need is, marital, this supply from you that meets the need and takes care of whatever is needed, we will all be able to walk in it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Send your word with power tonight and help us one and all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Um, the first revelation that I would like us to take from what Paul said here is the fact that God is our source and our provider. And he is always our source and our provider, irrespective of what, of what we are going through. Hallelujah. I love something Apostle Paul said earlier in, in, in the text, when leading up to, um, before he made that statement in verse 19, that whether he is in need or is in abundance, he knows how to live. He, he has learned, um, let, let me even, how, how we put it here. He said, not that I seek a gift, but I seek a fruit, um, but I seek fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus, um, Epaphroditus the things you sent from me. He said that, whether, okay, that's not the verse I, I wanted. Verse 12. He said, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Whether I am in need or not, it doesn't change who God is. He said, even if I'm going through a time where there is shortage, I know how to handle myself. God is still my source. And when I'm in abundance, or when, I'm in, when I have abundance, when I have more than overflow, I also know how to, how to handle myself. He had this understanding that God would provide for him. Whatever is going on around him, Whatever the situation is. So he was telling them that I'm not telling you these things because I need anything from you. In fact, as I'm writing this to you now, someone has already provided for my needs. He commended them. He said, you guys were the first church that understood the place of partnership and giving and receiving, not just with God, but with a ministry gift. He said, as I started, you kept sending to my aid to my need over and over again. So I know you guys understand the place of partnering with a man of God or partnering with a ministry. And I'm not telling you all these things or reminding you of these things because I want something from you. If I said I'm teaching you this so that as you practice it and you keep practicing it in faith, there will be fruits in your account in heaven. That's one of the reasons why we encourage people to be generous and to give. Jesus said that you lay up treasures for yourself, not just on earthly places, but in heavenly places. So he told them, I'm glad that you sent these things to me and that you are partnering with me. And then he made that statement that God will supply all your needs. Somebody say, all my needs. And he's going to do it according to his riches in glory. Where God is supplying us from can never run dry. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Hallelujah. So in famine, God can meet our needs. In drought, God can meet our needs. Whether you have a job or you don't have a job, God can meet your needs. It, it's a nature of who God is. And there are so many scriptures that teach us that, that talk to us about that, apart from this text in Philippians chapter 4. Like I mentioned a moment ago, Jesus talked about it. That your father will take care of you. You won't ask for a bread and he will give you stone. Your father will take care of you. Hallelujah. David had an understanding of this dimension of God. 
He said in the 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Somebody shout, I shall not want. So it's not even limited to our needs. Glory be to God. Need is something that you need for survival. So someone may be thinking that, ah, when God blesses you, he gives you just enough for you to survive on. No, that's not the truth. Even though Paul said need here, other scriptures let us know God can go well beyond that. He said, I cannot want for anything. In other words, what I want, praise God, not just what I need, God will provide it for me. Ephesians 3.20 covers that. Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians that God will do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think or imagine. So it's not limited to needs. There is no limit to how God provides for us. Hallelujah. He supplies according to his riches in glory. When he wrote the Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, he said, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So that you always having all sufficiency, will have abundance for every, somebody shout every. Every good work. So you, you need to have a mindset and an understanding. Number one, that God is your source. Hallelujah. God is your supplier. What is going on in the natural does not have to limit how much supply you are experiencing or you are enjoying in your life. And God is not limited in any way he supplies you beyond what you need. You can have a desire to drive one of the most expensive cars live in one of the most expensive places, wear, one of the, um, wear the most expensive clothes, is if it's a desire, God can meet it. God can supply it. Hallelujah. And it's a training we need to keep reminding ourselves, particularly when we are going through hardship or famine. When Paul said here that whether I'm in need or whether I'm abounding, I can take care of myself. One of the ways you take care of, of yourself when you are going through a time of need is you don't start changing your concept or your perception about God. So if you are broke, ah, well, we don't know whether God will supply or not. And if you have plenty, ah, yes, God is a good God. When you are broke, well, we don't know whether God is good. Maybe God is punishing me for something I did wrong. You are not helping yourself that way. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God is my source. God is my source. I can't hear you. Say, God is my source. I want you to drill it into your spirit. God is my source. And his supply is always more than enough. Hallelujah. That's the next thing you must embrace. The supply that flows to us from God. The supply that comes to us from God. It's always more than enough. He's able to make all grace to abound towards you so that you always have more than enough. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think. According to his riches in glory. Hallelujah. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. The supply that comes from God is always greater than the need on ground. The supply that comes from God is always more than your expectation, your prayer, your request, your desire. You read Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified. It says, infinitely beyond our wildest dreams, hopes, or imaginations. Hallelujah. Exceedingly abundantly. And we read all these superlatives talking about the supply side of God. The supply side of God. It's always much more. Can I hear a loud amen? Always much more. Let me say this at this point here and hear me, hear me very well. I am not just talking about financial and material things. Any kind of need. He said, all your need. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Any kind of need. Somebody here, you are in need of forgiveness. The supply of grace that God brings your way is far more than the sin you have committed. Hallelujah. Sometimes when people think of need, they're only thinking materially and financially. But like we said often in scriptures, many times your need doesn't start with finances and material things. That may be what is manifesting in your life. That's just like the fruit or the leaves. The real need you have in that thing that is manifesting as a financial or material challenge is wisdom, revelation. Hallelujah. See, sometimes we don't even know our need. So like we said over and over again, when Apostle Paul wrote to the churches, the first thing he will always talk to them about that, may God open the eyes of your understanding. May God grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That is probably the number one need everybody has, wisdom and revelation. It is showing up as a financial problem, but the need is wisdom and revelation. It is showing up as a health challenge. Someone is shouting, I need healing. Oh, I want God to take away the pain. But at the root of that thing, it's a lack of wisdom. Oh, hallelujah. Tension in the home, tension in the marriage. You can't get along with your spouse. Or you can't even find a spouse. Or you can't get along with the person you are currently in a relationship with to build that relationship to a point where you guys get married. What may be needed is wisdom. Glory be to God. Revelation. So when he says here that God will supply all your need, he's talking about in every area of your life. Every aspect of your life. Glory be to God. When we are talking about desires, what you expect God to do for you, I'm not just talking money. I'm not just talking petrol. <laughs> or new Naira notes. I think that's one need everybody has in Nigeria now. Praise God forevermore. Somebody shout all my needs. Whatever the aspect of my life where there's a need or there's a desire, God supplies, and God supplies way more than we can ever anticipate. We need to be established in that. Hallelujah. We need, at a time like this, we need to be established in that. In a time of lack, whether it's a personal famine you are going through, or a national situation, there's famine all around. 
talked about Isaac a lot from Genesis 26. The Bible said another famine arose in the days of Isaac, different from the famine in the days of his father Abraham. And Isaac wanted to travel out because of the harshness of the famine. But thank God, Isaac had revelation from God. Don't go. A word from God came. So in that situation, there was famine. He had physical, material needs to take care of his family and all that. He wanted to relocate to another place, thinking that perhaps the famine would be easier there. But the need that he really had in his life at that time was revelation from God. An instruction from God. And he got it. And because of that, he sowed in that land, he reaped a hundredfold. Hallelujah. The supply, glory. Isaac did not need a hundredfold. Twofold, threefold will have been enough. I mean, doubling, hundredfold is times hundred of what he invested. In a year of famine, that your income doubles or your investment triples is more than enough but the supply hallelujah the, the, the revelation that even came if you really study that Genesis I'm, I'm anyway I think you guys are used to Wednesday service we have just I have just about 40-45 minutes so all this one I'm not where I want to go to there are two major things I really want to drill on tonight I'm just laying foundation tap your neighbor and say we are still laying foundation we are still laying foundation I mean, the, the revelation that God gave him, it would have been enough if you really study it, and we've studied that text a lot, so that's why I'm just glossing over it now. If all that God told him was that, you know what, just stay, and I will bless you. But God told him many other things. I'm going to bless you, not because of you, but because of your father Abraham. And then God taught him because he obeyed me. I mean, imagine after that revelation or that vision came. So my father obeyed God. And me, I'm his child. And God remembered the obedience of faith of my father. Ah, what if I follow the example? So many things happened there. That hundredfold harvest that he experienced, yes, it was the abundant supply dimension of what God does for us. But it was also as a result of how well Isaac walked in the revelation God gave him. After that hundredfold harvest, you read the story. The Bible said the Philistines now envied him. And I'm going to touch on that. Let, let me even mention it now. Please hear me. This time of famine, of lack, of hardship, it's actually an opportunity for us, the children of God, to begin to shine. To begin to shine. And I want you to really pay attention to what we are saying about God supplying. My God shall supply for you. Everybody in that area had about Isaac's testimony. Every farmer had about Isaac's testimony. Everybody had about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, Jacob wasn't in existence, but they, they knew about what God did for him. Ah, leave us. You are, you are too much for us. And they got envious. They started blocking all the wells that his father had dug. And Isaac and his people started digging again. Another round of revelation came. In other words, every obstacle they threw at him, he just kept prospering and prospering and walking in dominion over them. And at the end of the day, they had to give up. Hallelujah. 
And they had to make peace with him. But Isaac was able to walk in the supply. Somebody shout the supply that God gave him. That's where I want us to get into. Because what we see today is that many believers, many of us are not yet walking in that. And that's what I want us to really explore in this, our teaching. There is no problem with the supply from God. As you are seated here today, every need that may arise in your life and every desire that may be in your life right now, there is already a supply from God for you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Every one of us. Ah, pastor. I have these symptoms of sickness in my body. Or I have these negative doctor's reports. There is a supply for your healing. And that supply is much more than the sickness that is there. Oh, can I hear a loud amen? There's already a supply. And it's an overflow supply. It's in abundance. It's much more than you can ever ask or think or imagine. God is your source. Glory be to God. And the supply that God is bringing is much more than you can ever need. And we need to be like Isaac in our own generation. It says, arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Yes, darkness may cover the land and gross darkness the people. In days of Isaac, the famine covered the land. Everybody's farm was affected. Everybody was suffering from the famine. Everybody had lack, but Isaac had a hundredfold. Hallelujah. He was able to key into the supply of heaven. At that time, praise God. At that time. And the question for us today, individually and collectively, are we keying into the supply? Are we keying into the supply? I want to go back to that testimony I shared with us on Sunday because when the Spirit of God was dealing with me about that access card that I said someone gave me in church, that God said, really, that's how it works. That I give every one of my children the access card to the supply. What was Isaac's access card? That revelation that came to him. If he did not catch that revelation, please follow me very carefully. If he did not catch that he should not go to Egypt, but dwelling. If he had gone to Egypt, we would not be sharing that testimony that we are talking about today. If you understand what I'm saying, shout aloud, amen. amen. Not only must he have that revelation, he also had to walk in it. Well, thank God Isaac knew what to do. And we believers must know what to do. That, that's where I want to get into now. There is no problem with the supply from heaven where your needs and your desires are concerned. I want that to seek into your spirit very well. Right now, ah, pastor, I'm trusting God for a husband or a wife or a spouse. I'm telling you, Heaven has probably supplied 10 guys or 10 women that can marry you and the marriage will work very well. Somebody did not like that one. I'm not asking you to marry 10 husbands, though. I hope you're mature enough to understand the example I'm giving. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Ah, pastor, I have this challenge concerning my health and it's been there for a long time. Please hear me, hear me very well. God has probably, not probably, God has supplied 10 different ways how you can walk in healing right now. And lay hold on that supply of divine health and walk in health and enjoy it. Whatever the need is, whatever the desire is, the supply is there and the supply is available now. God daily loads us with benefits, the scripture says. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. Hallelujah. Being conscious of the fact that God is my source and the supply is there. And the supply is an overflow supply. What I now need to get for myself is how do I walk in it? And I want to touch on something very, very powerful concerning that tonight. Now, let, let, let's talk, before we go into my main, the main thing I want to share, let, let's, let's talk basics here now. The basic way we get our access card. And I, I really want everyone to lay hold on, on that simple illustration. How, what, what is my... Um, access card for divine supply. I still went to get petrol yesterday. Let me, let me say this story. <laughs> Hallelujah. And typically, I, I, well, from my own experiences, as if this, the, this week, shall, the, the intensity seems to be worse. Because up until now, usually I've not used up more than 30 minutes. Please, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm, I'm just giving you a very simple illustration. Last, when I went, I used about one and a half hours. <laughs> Took me a while longer. But the access card still worked. In fact, this was the first time as I was going, one, some area boys said, the queue was there. They had put the barricade there. The first time I'm seeing barricade, normally it was there. The guy said, ah, we are queuing here. I said, I know. So I just showed him, I said, I'm staff. <laughs> he, went, he wiggled a bit. They went and saw, okay, he allowed me to go. So there was a bit of resistance this week, because I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going, I'm going to get you. And it took me longer than up until now. I mean, when I was started, it's well over two, three months now. Is it two months or so? I've been using it. But it still worked. So the word will work. The, the number one or the basic way we access, you want to access healing, you want to access deliverance, you, want to, you, you go to the word. Maybe it will take you longer. If you have ever used it before. You, maybe you have never even used it before. I remember the first time I was going. In fact, this time I, had, I, I was able to say I'm staff. I'm not staff. It's the guy that gave me the card is the staff. The first time. Because I was like, what if they look at it? I wasn't too confident the first time. That, that's sometimes how it is when you're using the word. But after using it, lera, lera, somebody say lera, lera. You understand that? And that's how you apply the word. Week after week. Day after day. The supply is there. So, but but how, do I, how do I get it into these earthly places? The supply is there. The supply of favor is that what I'm really enjoying is just a supply of favor that I did not even ask for. The guy just walked up to me after service. Ah, pastor, since the first guy said, just everywhere you go, take this card. And any station, you, well, the, the particular station, just show them they will take you through the other way and poof. And I'm enjoying, even though there is a famine in the land, 
I am enjoying, by reason of God's favor, manifested in the way it has manifested. Are you still following me? I'm enjoying supply and ease. That if I didn't have that card, me too, I would be queuing for five hours. Or paying someone to queue for me for five hours. Or maybe the favor will manifest on that way that some, it could have been that someone would just come past, so every time you need petrol, just call me, I'll go and queue for you. It could have come. God has a thousand ways to get your supply across to you. But how, how do you get it? You, you start basic. Somebody say basic. It's the word. And there will be times where maybe before you have confessed, I, I love, I wonder, there's a text I want us to pray. We're going to pray it. Ah, is that the time? We'll, we'll pray it. That, that text, it hit me very strong when I saw it again today. That before they have spoken, I've already answered. Isaiah 65. I love that prayer. Before you have asked, you, he has already answered. So, the, the best way or the basic way to receive the supply, lay hold on the supply, it starts with God's word. If you've been to this church or you've been in this church for any reason, period of time, we've said it a thousand and one times. If you need healing, get the word of God concerning healing. And you keep saying it, you keep meditating on it, you keep declaring it until you receive the supply of health that God has for you. That's the way to, that's the basic way to do it. What carries our supplies from heaven is God's promises to us. Can I hear a loud amen? Now, but this is what God wants me to drill on. Dr. K taught us this thing. I just want to look at it again. Ecclesiastes 9.11. If you were part of the fasting last month, you will have caught on to it. But God just opened my eyes to it again. Somebody shout Kairos moment. Kairos. That's Greek. It simply means opportunities. Divine opportunities. Right time, right place, right happenings, right people. Doing the right things. Praise God. You can get to the right place but it's the wrong person that is there. And the supply will not flow. Am I making sense to someone? It's all things working together for your good. It's God that can make that happen. And apart from knowing how to walk in the world, believers must know how to seize those kind of opportunities. So Solomon said here again, look at it again, watch. He said, I've observed, and he was speaking from a place of wisdom. The race is not to the swift. You need to be swift if you are going to run. If you go on 100 meters Olympic final and Usain Bolt is on your side, you better be swift. So this is not to tell you that you should not be swift. If you enter WWE ring, who is the champion now? Let me see one I know. Say now, whatever his name. With the ass giant more than you, you are weak. When they give you one body slam, it's stretcher that we used to carry you out. You better be strong. That's not what he's telling you here. You go into a boardroom, the company is planning for the year. You better have wise ideas. People are bringing ideas how we are going to make $10 billion this year. You better be wise. You're about to write an exam or go for an interview 
you better have understanding. Because they'll just throw you one curveball question. You better understand. So he's not telling you not to have understanding. He said, no, favor to men of skill. So he said, all these things matter in life. I've noticed it. People that are fast, that are sharp, people that are strong, people that are wise, people that have understanding, people that have skill, they are usually the ones ahead. But he said, beyond all that, I've noticed something else. And this is where you, you and I come in. More than skill, more than speed, more than strength. I've noticed something else. There's time and chance that matters much more than all of them. Sometimes I've noticed the strongest man doesn't always win the fight. The most skillful person doesn't always get the promotion. I've noticed that. And this time and chance is talking about, said time and chance, watch it happen to all. All are not the strongest. All are not the wisest. But God has done something where your own opportunity will come. Time and chance happen to all. And God has done this for believers primarily. And this is where our work of faith is now important. God will give you your own opportunity. You need to be ready for it. What happens, we are talking about supply here, is when believers, when the opportunity comes, the time and the chance comes, somebody is not ready. Maybe that's the day he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And because he lost his job last month, he has now forgotten that God shall supply. And God has designed that as he goes to his uncle's house that day, while they are just talking, his uncle's friend will come and that person will just have information that, ah, I love the, the, the testimony Reverend George shared with us in Summer Blast several years ago about a student in school that he kept failing and failing. Please watch what this, this scripture pulls it, failing and failing. I think five years, his mates had gone. And in fact, when they even eventually graduated him, it was, let my people go. Let, so let another person occupy the seat. We have tried. <laughs> so he couldn't even do youth service because he had he graduated after the old age. So he felt bad that all his friends have gone. In fact, when he came to meet Reverend George, Reverend George said, when he came to me, he said, ah, do you know so-and-so person? He's now the chief medical director here. Do you know sister so-and-so that we will enter the year one together? She now owns her own hospital. That his mate, he, he can't even see their brake light. But Reverend George now prayed for him, laid hands on him, and spoke favor over his life. That's, it's that favor of God that comes from God's love for us, that creates time and, time and chance for us. So even the weakest person can get blessed. The person that has been left behind. So we now went to South Africa, or is it Zimbabwe, to just visit one of his classmates that they were in school together. The junior one that graduated in his batch that was five, six years behind. And while he was there, that one's uncle now came to Zimbabwe. Somebody shout time and chance. That UN is recruiting doctors. And they want Zimbabwean doctors. The way they are recruiting Nigerian, I was reading some, they are recruiting Nigerian teachers now. Somebody say time and chance. Ask anybody, do you want to change your profession? <laughs> time and chance. Time and chance. Ah, and the guy said to me, I'm not a doctor. This is friend. They just went to school together, but my friend from Nigeria is visiting. The uncle said, ah, no, it's only Zimbabwe. He said, ah, look, uncle, you old the yam. You hold the knife. If you say he's Zimbabwean, they will give him. 
And that's how he got the job. The guy said he never earned the Naira one day of his life. Went to UN. God just gave him favor. The teachers that were failing him, they are now coming to you and he was teaching them. So one of his lecturers that, that failed him and failed him and failed him and failed him. The guy could not look into his eyes anymore. Ah, ah, this is the boy. He was not the wisest. He was not the swiftest. He was not the strongest. He had no understanding. When we are saying A, he's, he's reading Z. And he's now the one teaching them, giving them projects. God just he, he caught up. He said, I'm now the number one. In not just the set I graduated with, but the ones I entered with. So that's what someone is saying here. Thank God for knowledge and skill, but God will always give up. You are five years behind. You are ten years behind. You need to understand. That's how you should live your life. And that's when supply comes. The guy ever thought it would be ending in dollars. Dollars. So when we are talking about teaching people how to receive this, this somebody shout, my supply is here already. Say it again, my supply is here already. My prayer for you is that may you go to Zimbabwe when you are supposed to be in Zimbabwe. Imagine when the idea came to you, say, go and visit your friend in Zimbabwe. You, see, you don't know that's the Holy Ghost organizing. Ah, I don't have money to travel. Or you come up with an excuse. You know there's a way you can get so depressed when the Holy Ghost said you go to Zimbabwe. The uncle didn't come. To see, the supply was there. Please hear what I'm saying. Because when we are telling you to pray, when Jesus said, I've opened a door before you and no man can shut it. This is what he's talking about. God does, I said, time and chance happen. Kairos moments happen to everybody. But everybody doesn't know or doesn't seize or doesn't get ready for their Kairos moments. It can happen in a time of prayer. It can happen when we are teaching the word like this. This is why you say you need to know the access cards that God gives you and know how to use them. He went to, and he just went to, I don't even have a job. And there was no job in Nigeria. Let me just go and see my friend in Zimbabwe. Then the uncle came. And the rest is what? History. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet tonight. I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to lift your hands like you understood what I shared with you tonight. You are going to pray. Say, Heavenly Father, this month of February, help me to maximize my Kairos moments so that I can walk in the supply that you have provided me for such a time as this. Do you understand the prayer? I want you to pray from a place of understanding. Listen to me. God is your source. Hello? We are not saying that God is just going to organize supply. I'm telling you as you are in this meeting right now, all the supply you need and you want for any, whether it's wisdom or whether it is power, whether it's anointing to catch up and overtake, whatever, the supply is there and it's an overflow supply. One way you walk into it is you seize your moments. See, I have said before you are an open door. I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace. God doesn't check who is the strongest before he plans your future. He doesn't check who graduates on time before he decides who's going to be the head of a UN project that will be earning in dollars. His time and chance happens to what? Oh, and I perceive in my spirit 
this month of February, somebody is going to seize the opportunities by the grace of God in the name of Jesus. Pray that prayer again before we pray in the Holy Ghost. Say, Heavenly Father, help me to seize my Kairos moments, my own time and my own chance, my own season and my own turn, so that I can receive and walk in the supply that you are making available for me for such a time as this. Open your mouth and pray. We have just a few minutes. Help me to seize my Kairos, my own time, my day of salvation, my hour of salvation. Help me to be at the right place at the right time. May I be in Zimbabwe when I need to be in Zimbabwe. May I be in Lagos Island when I need to be in Lagos Island. And help me to be with the right person. <laughs> help me to be with the right person. Oh, your time and chance means right place, right time, right happenings, right people, right project. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due season, it will lift you up. Due season there is talking about divine opportunities, right time, Kairos moments. In your own Kairos moments, God will lift you up. God will lift you up. Help me, help me, help me. Help me, my Soto, Akata Sate Yele Benebosho, Okata Yala Brekedo Soto, Akatasa, my own appointed time, my own appointed season, my own appointed moment. Oh, I don't have to be the strongest, <laughs> I don't have to be the swiftest, I don't have to be the smartest, I don't have to be the wisest. My own time is coming. My own season is coming. Lord, help me to seize. Help me to seize. Help me to seize. Help me to seize. In the name of Jesus. Hear me and hear me well. Please, we have just a few minutes. Listen to this. And let's get our hearts ready. We're going to take communion as we close. If you are watching home, get your communion elements ready. We're going to close with communion again. So, we read Genesis 21. The Lord visited Sarah. And as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. When their Kairos moment manifested. This is a promise that had been spoken to them 25 years before now Genesis 12 promise showed up in Genesis 21 perhaps, perhaps please, I'm reading this story because Abraham and Sarah may have had a hand in that time of delay because of the whole Ishmael incident and perhaps, yes you may have strayed away made certain mistakes that is probably the reason why certain things are delayed but the good news is this God is a God of another chance. Can I hear a loud amen?
And thank God Abraham and Sarah, they did not miss their chance. How did Genesis 21 became, become a reality for them? It happened in Genesis 18. I want to read something to you from that story. In fact, because of time, we won't read it. We know what happened. I'm talking about you seizing your Kairos moments. Genesis 18, the Bible says Abraham was sitting in his tent and he saw three men. He did not know there were, it was God and two angels. The Bible didn't tell us he knew. It was after the conversation, as the conversation was going, that he knew that, wow, this was God. He just saw them and perhaps went to him, look, take care of these people. Talking about you seeing, when we say, God, help me to seize my Kairos moments. It's not going to drop on your bed, though. It's about you being sensitive in the spirit. Go and visit your friend in Zimbabwe. I can think of a thousand and one reasons why I could have said, why am I going to Zimbabwe? Where am I going to get flight ticket from? He could have thought about a thousand and one things. But that was his time. And he did not miss it. You will not miss your own in Jesus' name. These three men that Abraham saw, it was his time. Abraham ran and he said, ah, let me show you hospitality. He brought them to the house, told Sarah, go on. Prepare a meal for them. Verse 13, please watch this very carefully. How did the verse 21 happen? Watch what happened in verse 18. And the Lord said to Abraham, Genesis 18, 13. So he had told them that um, Sarah will have a child. The Bible said Sarah laughed. So the Lord said to, to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, shall I surely bear a child since I'm old? Verse 14, I want somebody to lay hold on this. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Hallelujah. I love the way somebody was preaching about it. He said that that's, when, when you think about this hard, it also means is anything too wonderful for the Lord? God is going to show you a wonder in your life. In the name of Jesus. He now told them, and this is what I want us to emphasize. He said that at the appointed time, hallelujah, I will return to you. Praise God. That appointed time was what we are reading in Genesis 21. At the appointed time, I will return to you. Appointed time, there is Kairos moments. Glory be to God. Can somebody lift their hands and pray to heaven, to God tonight? The God of heaven tonight. Say, Heavenly Father, help me to seize my appointed time. Help me to be sensitive at my appointed time. Let me hear a word from heaven at my appointed time. Somebody shout appointed time. My appointed time. Like I, Abraham and Sarah, seize their appointed time. Help me to seize my appointed time. Now look at what I'm telling you. That promise was able to come because if Abraham had just kept in that one, those three men walked by. Kairos is gone. I get what we are saying about appointed time. Sometimes when we think about appointed time, we are talking about when the manifestation of the miracle happened. No, what about the backstory? Hello, somebody. Say, Father, help me to seize my own appointed time in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Pray. My appointed time. My appointed hour. My appointed season. At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. You will have your own miracle. You will have your own breakthrough. The supply that God is bringing for you to meet every need. You will not miss it in the name of Jesus. Oh, Yakatasa. 
you will be sensitive sensitive at your time sensitive at your time sensitive at your time come on for one or two more minutes help me to seize my own appointed time I'm speaking over somebody time and chance happen to all your own time has come your own time will come your time will come pray that God will help you to seize your appointed time 25 years had come and gone but Abraham and Sarah were able to seize their appointed time I don't know for how long you've had to wait but you will not miss it 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 by the grace of God by the help of God by the mercy of God you will not miss it and the supply that God is bringing you will receive in the name of Jesus help me to seize help me help me help me help me oh yakatata okate sataya la brekedo help me to use my my access cards oh god in the place of prayer in the place of worship oh yeah access card from your world help me to use them wisely and seize my appointed time one more minute of prayer quickly Eya la bashande gedo bosakata kela bagasokoto pashata regeda satakaya egedo sotopaya kairos moment kairos hour your kairos day your kairos week your kairos month your kairos year at your appointed time you will be ready 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 in the name of Jesus hallelujah glory glory be to God we don't lack miracles because there's no supply of miracles we lack miracles because at the appointed time you are not sensitive so one training we all need hallelujah it's just to be sensitive. Sensitive. Kaya la boshanda barakada. Right place, right time, right happenings. Right place, right times, right happenings. Just saying the right thing. You can be at the right place. You can be at the right time, but you're not saying the wrong thing. And the person that God has already prepared you to have favor with, if you have just said the right thing, said don't be afraid when they bring for them I will put the right words in your mouth and I'm telling you it's the grace of God and the mercy of God that makes it all available and then the supply will just flow somebody shout I receive my supply from heaven the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want I maximize my Kairos moments Give the Lord a shout of praise if you believe it. Hallelujah. Let's have our seats. We'll continue next week. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue. 
behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.